Welcome to Ensemble, where the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. This week's bite-sized podcast is going to summarize the most important stories in the financial and crypto world in just six minutes for you. My name is Dean, with me is Tim, and today we are your Ensemble. Well, Dino and Ensembles, the last few weeks we've been discussing how the US and really the global banking system has come under threat. But this week, the world's focus has shifted to the US reserve currency being under threat. This week, there were some huge developments between BRICS nations. BRICS, of course, stands for the Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South African Alliance that pose themselves as a great threat to the US dollar global reserve. Whilst BRICS countries are looking at an alternative currency to the US dollar, the US dollar still remains a global dominant reserve currency with over 62% of other countries using it. This is followed by the euro at 20.1%. What we have also seen since February 2022 is the fact that Russia has now turned to China's one to reduce reliance on the US dollar. This is because of the Russia-Ukraine war. And this week what we saw was Saudi Arabia enter into a trade alliance with the BRICS nations, as well as four other Central Asian countries to try and step away from the US dollar when it comes to oil and gas purchases. This week we also saw China and France complete their first natural gas trade using the Chinese one, and China and Brazil agree to settle future trades in their respective one and Brazilian real currencies. So a huge week to move away from the dependence and dominance of the US dollar. So the BRICS summit is coming up in South Africa later this year. And what we may very well see is the fact that BRICS countries may open their doors to allow other countries to come be part of BRICS. So good few months ahead. And I don't think the world is paying enough attention to what BRICS may be capable of doing when they develop a new currency but lots of potential trade opportunities in this. And all of this comes on the back of the American and global banking turmoil. And there was a lot of discussion about the US dollar being debased and and inflated away from any value. All of the Bitcoiners in the room will be hoping that Bitcoin will become the world's next global reserve currency. But I think BRICS through BRICS Pay and the Chinese one might have some other ideas. So certainly an interesting time when it comes to the global dominance of the US dollar. Ensemblers, moving on to what the US banks have faced in the last few weeks. This week, we saw that the US banks had 620 billion of unrealized losses in their books. In addition to this, we've now seen the UBS and Credit Suisse uh, merger taking longer than expected. So there are fears that the contagion may spread. And because of this, we have a lot of other countries looking at alternatives to the US dollar. And just importantly here on Sombers, that we might not have had a new bank collapse this week, so you wouldn't have seen it in the news. But don't think that this story is yet over. We have not uh, recovered from and overcome all the challenges of the banking crisis that we saw start just over a month ago. Ensemblers, moving on, and this week we also saw a letter penned by various high net worth and prominent business people, such as Apple's co-founder Steve Wozniak and even Elon Musk. In this letter, which had many other signatories, the different authors called for a six-month pause to training of AI systems, uh, which are more powerful than ChatGPT4, to allow for various regulations and interventions. What's your take on this, Tim? 
Well, obviously, ChatGPT has taken over the world and definitely the tech world in the last few months since the release of ChatGPT 3.5 and now for amassing 100 million users being the fastest to do so by a serious magnitude. There is definitely a lot of concern. There's a lot of doomers out there saying that we don't know where AI is going. We haven't built ethics around it. We haven't built protocols around it to ensure its safety. However, Dean, we operate in this free market. I'm a little bit wary that Elon Musk and other uh, other prominent businesses like Wozniak, as you mentioned, are a little bit jealous that Sam Altman got there first and they're second to the catch. And of course, won't make the same money as Sam will. Interestingly though, Tim, we also saw a similar type of intervention many, many years ago when social media platforms came to market. So at the time, there was, there was a call for intervention required on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms. To date, the only thing we've seen is data privacy intervention and not much, much else. Definitely going to be an interesting few months whether they take the six month pause or not in AI. Ensemblers, one name you may have expected to see on that AI letter was Richard Branson. He always has something to say, the founder and CEO of Virgin. However, this week he was a little bit busy. Virgin Orbit was big in the news this week. Ensemblers, you may remember from July 2021 when Richard Branson went up to space as a big promotion and marketing campaign for his Virgin Orbit space travel company to do with Virgin. However, this week, or rather late last week, he had to actually go out to investors and seek additional funding. Someone like Branson did not raise the funding he sought. And as quick as he went up to space, the entire business has come straight back down to earth. Ensemblers, you may recall that a company like SpaceX raised their last, value, their last round at a valuation of $750 million. Currently, Virgin Orbit's market cap is $66.6 .6 million and its share price is down 98% since that listing. So it really is not looking good. And as such, this week, they had to cut 85% of the workforce. So we know that Virgin Orbit is all but done and selling for scraps. And it will be interesting to see what happens for the future of space travel for Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, Elon Musk's SpaceX, and all of the others. Ensemblers, about six weeks ago, Kraken faced very various regulatory hurdles from the SEC. This was followed by Coinbase, who has now been served with the Wells Notice and is potentially facing various criminal conduct by the SEC. Now, this week, Binance received a notice from the CFTC, which is the Commodity Futures Trading Committee, saying that it had unregistered crypto der derivative products of $1.6 billion. Now, interestingly, we actually have different US regulators going after different crypto businesses, but with no sense of continuity or standardization across the board. Tell us more, Tim. Well, the beauty here from my side is the SEC usually goes after securities because the name securities is, of course, in the, in the name of the regulator. However, just like in the name there, the name of the CFTC, CFTC has commodities. So if the CFTC, which is the commodities-based regulator going after Binance, maybe that means that the US government will be treating crypto or at least some elements of Binance and Bitcoin as commodities, which is all, all what we've been asking for. The CFTC is claiming that Binance had facilitated various transactions with sanctioned countries such as Russia and engaged with illegal activity, including terrorist financing to various Hamas militants. So really some big allegations, which they now need to pursue 
and follow through with going after Binance. Well, Dino, I thought it would be a good chance to not only look at this week's market data, but to have a look as we have now finished Q1 of 2023. This week, Bitcoin was up 3.5% to 28,500. Ethereum up just under 4% to $1,800. But let's look at Q1. Bitcoin was up 42% from 16,500, where it started on January 1, to where we are now at 28,500. And Ethereum is up exactly 50%. It started the year January 1 at $1,200 and is sitting currently at $1,800. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ were up 7.03% and 16.8% respectively for the first quarter of 2023. So this was the best quarter since 2020 for the NASDAQ, but unfortunately the Dow ended the same period with a 0.4% increase, so significantly lower than the S&P and NASDAQ. That said, we do remember, of course, what happened in Q1 2020 with all of the COVID stimulus checks, and that is the primary reason for the NASDAQ having such a good quarter then. So it's a very bullish sign for the entire market that we seem to have washed out a lot of the funding, but now we're back to a very strong level. Ensemblers, that's all for today. Keep stacking, hodling, building, and maximizing our ROI. And remember, you're not alone. You're part of our ensemble trying to get a bit financially smarter every day.